Hey guys, this is Liz Candace. This is Nikki Collins. What up, guys? It's Essence Carson. Hey, this is Imani Media Stafford. Hey, this is Jordan Canada. This is Asia Wilson. Welcome to the WNBA Nation. WNBA Nation. Hello and welcome to the first finals edition of the show. Game one is done and dusted, and we have some record-breaking performances to dive into. Of course, I'm here with Logan Jones. Logan, let's talk game one. How you doing? Uh, boy, the final, like, it's here, and it's it's kind of what we expected, and at the same time, it's it's not, like, there are still surprises, and I can't believe the season's almost over, and that's stressing me out, and <laughs> I... I am ready to see uh, the Seattle storm do it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. This was, I'm about to break another Cardinal rule because I think it it has to be done. Um, Anyone who, who follows me on Twitter knows I'm 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 LA born and raised and I'm a dire Laker fan. They're in the MNBA finals right now. Tonight the Lakers went up two on the Miami Heat. LeBron James scores 33 points with a double double. Anthony Davis, the near triple double. Anthony Davis gets 14 boards on route to a double double. Bree Stewart was the best basketball player on the planet tonight. It wasn't even close. And many NBA analysts would agree with me. This was Honestly, in your opinion, in, in the years we've been covering the WNBA, where does Bree Stewart's performance tonight rank on WNBA performances you've watched? I think let's say in the last five years, uh, legitimately, and this this includes this includes all the Tarazi stuff we've seen, all the all the game winning shots we've seen. I think the only more dominant stretch from a player we've seen was about six minutes of Sue Bird in the Sue Bird game. Yeah. And, he, and that was all, so much of that was from the perimeter. And what Bree Stewart does is from all over the floor. She's just unstoppable in the post. She's unstoppable when she's moving the ball. She's unstoppable from outside. I I think she's the best player we've seen play this sport. Yeah. I... I'll challenge anyone to come at me. If if we're going by your five-year window, she's doing this in the finals and that's where it matters the most. And she's doing it off of an injury last year. And I think every team in the league in a fantasy draft of players, if, if they were to redraft the whole league, I think she's the consensus number one. I mean, I believe there was a league's playoff game where Sylvia Fells did a 20 and 20 night. And that was impressive obviously i think if you're going just whole scale finals given context elena deladon pushing her team to a championship on a non-functioning spine is really something this was a game where seattle walked in as a two seed but was basically the odds on favorite given the strength and they were really the the biggest thing you needed was were we going to get what we had advertised from the stars? You and I have been championing Jewel Lloyd this entire playoffs. You've been consistently calling her future finals MVP Jewel Lloyd. And she came close. You know it's hard to if, yeah. If you looked at just her line in the box tonight, you'd be like, We're almost there. 
Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah. but but she definitely converted. Sue Bird breaks the single game finals assist record, was one shy of the record at halftime. And why should we be shocked? Megan Rapino just wrote a Players Tribune column all about it. But this was also a team up against a Vegas team that definitely is is building out their bullets of more material. They have something to prove. They go on a hellacious run in the third quarter after being down 17 at the half. They tied it up with a minute left in the third. A couple jeweled free throws make it a two-point game. It's a one-basket game heading into the fourth quarter of the finals. And it's at that exact point that Bree Stewart basically said, guys, why don't you go ahead and take a seat mama's got it taken care of she scored the first 11 points of the quarter and i don't mean the storm's first 11 points i mean the first 11 points of the quarter and you know that because espn was some real nincompoops and put up the graphic that had fourth quarter points Bree stewart 11 <laughs> las vegas aces zero as if anyone needed to know yeah. she categorically took over the game i mean this is the classic like great player mentality of I have figured out the two to three things that I absolutely need to do, and I'm just going to go do them. And if you think you can stop it, go ahead and try. But I know what I'm dealing with here. And you brought up the context, the ability to do that after. Technically, we're at this point for the Storm, 22 regular season games, plus three semifinal games, plus this. She's 26 games still into her WNBA return off of an Achilles and she's had some overseas play. She's done a few things here and there, but that's still the context of she doesn't look a single step behind no. what we saw, what we, you know, pre-injury. And this is a classic injury that puts some players out two full seasons before we see them back in rare form. And she's back to being as dominant as, as dominant as we ever seen her. I, I understand if, if you listen to my earlier take and you, thought to yourself Steve like come on Logan have some respect for history like a lot of great players have played in this league there's been a lot of great performances but I'm I'm thinking about something you said to me earlier which is a lot of those great players don't don't ring up every every year you know like it's it's so hard to win a championship I don't think Bree Stewart is done winning rings I think she's gonna win one this year and I think every year she's healthy after this we're gonna be like all right, she's a contender. Who else? That's how good I think this player we're watching is. And she is in her prime. Yes. And, and I think what adds to it with the Storm team, uh, I guess to transition from this, because obviously with, with, with Stewie, you had 37 points, 15 rebounds, four blocks, 15 points in the fourth quarter to essentially seal a comfortable victory that looked like it was going to be a close game against a uh, a very fired up Vegas team, especially Angel McCautry, who had a great game in in her, especially her own right. And freaking Carolyn freaking swords crashing the boards. People aren't going to talk about that enough, but you should know WNBA, WNBA Nation by now to know that we are absolutely going to talk about that. Uh, we're big Carolyn swords fans, but I think Jules' performance was almost as telling to me in that this is very much the role that she's wanted to play. She's found a way to become that consummate scorer. She contributed in several different key points across the floor throughout the night. And I think this set a tone, and you and I discussed this a little bit before we hit record, which was I feel like we're officially at the point where 
if we're near the cusp of Sue Bird putting a series wrap on her on her career, and it wouldn't be this year, but in a few years, you know, whenever we, you know, this happens, I think she's looking at it going, I can walk away in peace now, knowing that like jewel is ready and we now have this two-headed monster and i made the 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 unfortunate mnba comparison of the the 99 spurs you had tim duncan you had david robinson david robinson walked away at the exact right time when tim duncan and company had his team taken care of but for a while it seemed like are these two can they coexist apart right and i think you go can can this team maintain itself without sue bird and I think you look at someone like Jewel Lloyd and you go, this is a team that can build around those two stars and be title contenders for the next decade easily. Um, you might be looking at the first five ring winner in Bree Stewart, you know, the first five finals MVP winner. Um, yeah. yeah. The, the ceiling on this team is, is so it's unlimited. And I, we will get to talk about the aces a little bit more in depth in a minute. And I, I know we will talk about Sue Bird specifically in a minute. While we're on the Jewel Lloyd topic a little bit, I this game was obvious to me what Seattle's game plan was going in. Um, I don't think it's an accident that almost everybody on the team not named Stewie and Lloyd took a handful of shots. They made maybe two or three or four points. Epiphany Prince put in 11 points, but like no one else in double digits, no one else even more than six points on the roster, but Lloyd with 28 and Stewie with 37. That tells me like the game plan going in by design was one of these two players will be open and have a good shot every time down the floor because the aces cannot defend it. And mm-hmm. and a lot of that has to do with Bree Stewart being indefensible. And a lot of that also has to do with how Lloyd was clicking tonight. Like there's a there's a play yep. Um, that stands out in my mind, and it's one of so many because she poured in 28 points, but Sue passes to Howard, who passes back to Sue, who gets it into Lloyd. Doesn't look like it's going to be a good look, and then she has her turnaround jumper on the block just absolutely locked in. And it, and it happens yeah, as she, fast as I just said it. It was snappy. It was one. Jewel after. has – we've watched a lot of basketball in our lives. Jewel has that pop in her jumper. There's a certain – smooth pop when you just know someone has it their body fully understands the mechanic of what's going to go in and her body has it and it's funny the we talked about the comparison between these two players if the storm of the monsters it almost feels like jewel took kayla mcbride's talent if we're doing the space jam comparison because it's that it's she just has that pop in her jumper and it feels natural and she has the she's able to transition quickly back on defense she's able to find spots on the floor the awareness with her and with with stewie is impeccable obviously sue bird knows where every single particle on the floor is she's dropping 16 assists um there's so much to those moving parts and like you said we didn't have to see a step up from role players it wasn't even neat to give you an idea of how dominant this performance was when you look at the storm they they needed a total, and I'm about to say this out loud, they needed a total of three offensive rebounds as a team. And that's not like, oh, they couldn't crash on the offensive boards. That's that's what was necessary. For I think that, was, that was another thing that was by design. I think that was good coaching 
to to essentially say we're gonna kill you with the best offense in the league and on the off chance that it doesn't go in which wasn't very often like you're gonna have to battle our set defense there's gonna be nothing easy this whole game nothing in transition like I, I think the only time that wasn't true was that little bit of a run the aces made in the third quarter and then as soon as they returned back to that, they they closed them out and won by 16. So. But but it adds to the value. And obviously there's gonna always gonna be controversy with the plus minus. But I think it this does tell a story. So it's helpful with that stat. Because obviously Stewie had a plus 16, which makes a lot of sense given her scoring. Sue's distribution gives her a plus 24. Jewel Lloyd had a plus 31. <laughs> and I think that goes beyond her scoring ability. I think it goes beyond the fact that when she's on the spacing that the defense has to make to keep the storm's offense honest opens up that entire offense to do essentially whatever they want on the floor. Yeah. And it, and it makes a lot of sense to me. Let's go. To, we, we promised we would skip into the aces because there's a lot of good to talk about. They had a very strong run, a very impressive performance out of Angel McCautry who went 20 and nine and offensively really kept the, the squad in on things. Obviously, Carolyn Swords, we already talked about her ability on the boards was extremely adequate. She had the second most rebounds of either team. Stewie had 15, she had 12. Um, Which, what I kind of want to get, yeah, go ahead. We, we should, at some point, we need to make more of the fact that Carolyn Swords was not playing basketball for a hot minute um, and looked like she was basically going to be. She was an administrator role in the league yeah. and was absolutely phenomenal at that as well. And then stepped into this role where I imagined her in Vegas as a great locker room presence, almost like a player coach, just kind of someone else that you almost, almost like an honorary, like you're a player, but you're kind of on staff. No, she's the starting center for, for the number one seed Vegas aces and, and pulling down rebounds in this game yeah. and doing things that matter. Um, I yeah. just think that's story. So this is probably a narrative that will make more sense after the series is over. Cause honestly, we, we won't fully tempt fate. We'll see if the Aces find a way to turn things around. But Carolyn Sword's performance actually is pretty encouraging when you consider this team will have Liz Cambage in full health next season. And I think what she's been able, what Carolyn Swords has been able to continue contribute gives you an idea of how dominant the Aces can be when they're going to be at full strength. But her storyline is pretty amazing considering she was working this front office position. It, due to injuries and and just moving around with the roster you had basically bill Ambeer walking one day like hey you got your gear around <laughs> do you have sneakers and stuff we might need you um it's pretty good performance i i just kind of want to ask i so the stat sheet on face of value isn't necessarily catastrophic when you look at Adrian wilson 19 points six boards um and she went six for 20 which is 30% from the field. So not incredible, but also not pitiful. When you look at Asia's performance, is it a deep concern or is it a matter of circumstance? You know, how are you gauging her ability, her value, her ability to step up as a star in this finals? Have we not seen enough of the story? What's, what do you, what do you uh, think? Well, it wasn't a great game. If if your question is, am I concerned that she's not the type of star that you can base a team around and win a championship? No, 0% concern. I believe, in fact, if this Aces team as a whole, I believe this Aces team just has the unfortunate dumb luck or dumb, I guess the absence of luck 
to to run into a storm team that I think was going to trounce anyone that they played because I think Asia Wilson is that player you can build around. I think she'd be the number two consensus pick in the league for this is who I would start a team around. That's why she won the MVP. She is nearly unstoppable. She's incredibly efficient. The problem is I, I think even if you have a coach and you have the star and you have the one seed and you have the momentum, what they don't have is an abundance of health across their roster. They don't yeah. have Plum. They don't have Dierica Hamby pieces that I think matter, especially when you need your best game from your roster to go up against, you know, a juggernaut. Um, they don't have Liz Cambage. They, they haven't all season and they won a lot of games without her, but uh, having, having a dominant big that can be the bulk scorer or the bulk rebounder really matters. So I harp on player health on this podcast all the time. I know it's not very sexy. It's like harping on chemistry. It's kind of, it's almost, it's kind of out of the control of, of the, you know, the players almost. So it's, it's hard to talk about, but um, you need your absolute best to take down the Seattle storm. And even then it's a coin flip and Asia Wilson didn't give her, you know, not, effort wise but she didn't she didn't show her best game tonight this this is not the peak of what she can do on the big stage got you i I think before we move on i think it needs to be made clear harping on chemistry is a really good band name um (laughs) but that's neither here nor there i think it's a perfect place to transition from game one looking forward to game two of course sunday 3 p.m eastern uh and this you know i think there's a lot to hit from here i think it's pretty clear that the aces when asia wilson is on this team is incredibly hard to beat in many cases over the season they've been inevitable it has been a strong key to their success against seattle in the regular season what are i mean play bill lambeer what are the adjustments what do you need to see what needs to happen with asia to turn it around and reset the pulse for this vegas team uh the trouble with the aces in this game is they just didn't seem to be in the same rhythm and honestly they haven't looked to be in a rhythm since their last game uh in in the previous series they they didn't i mean they kind of stumbled through that one one with a 63 to 60 final score but when i look at at this game and i see you know a handful of assists for every player but no one really stepping up into being the floor general role i don't think the ball movement was good uh, I don't think the shot selection was good. I almost, I, I think they may have psyched themselves out into believing that because Seattle plays such good defense, you're just going to have to take difficult contested shots. And yeah, if they force you into that, you're probably going to have to take some, but every defense has its weaknesses and its holes. If you move the ball and you know, it's funny, you'd be getting mm-hmm. better shots than they were. What's funny is they did pretty well from deep. They shot 47% from three. Uh, you know, they were 10 for 21. They actually shot a lot better than Seattle did, but that only takes you so far in these cases. I, yeah, I the, guess yeah. you could try to give it to McCautry and just say, keep, I mean, McCautry was feeling it. Um, and maybe they do try to get her. I mean, she took 15 shots on the day, so it's not like yeah. she was starving for offense either. Yeah, but. And it's funny because I harp on, on Caleb, you know, on, on McBride, she went three for seven from deep. Uh, you know, the shots were falling, and I think that tells a story. I think some of my concern with Asia is, I, I think, nineteen points, whatever, six for twenty, you'll improve. I need so many more than six boards. 
Um, this is a player that should be able to impose on the glass a little better and hopefully put herself in a situation where I, I think if she's controlling the glass a little bit better, she's obviously naturally putting her in situation to score. And also this is a team. I mean, you can look at it. They shoot decently. Well, they can find open looks and second chance points is going to be a key for them. If they're going to be successful, because what you kind of have to do with the team's dominant in Seattle is give them as few second chance opportunities as possible while increasing your own. And for Asia, I think that's how you do it. Like that, that would be where I would focus. I, if I'm Bill Embiid, I don't have any shooting drills in between these games. Uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, yeah, it's just Mike and rebounding bills, the whole, t- you know, uh, drills the entire time. And and trying to to stay if you practice at all because I don't know if you heard there was a Derek Fisher quote recently where he talked about how the Sparks didn't practice all season and he's pretty sure most teams didn't either which I thought was an interesting quote hmm. I sort of makes sense with the schedules yeah yeah uh, with how um, often they played but I just thought it was an interesting line where he was just like I, were other coaches practicing so we weren't and I so i think about when i bring up practice like are they practicing but that's kind of where i see it i I think if if she can maintain herself well on the boards um obviously one assist i think she could easily you know um i'd like to see her kicking things out a little bit better that helps them in that case i i think to your point i i think what will help all of those things is if bill ambeer tells his team to make a concerted effort to slow the game down um because he it might seem like you're playing into Seattle's hands since they're such a good sound defensive team. Um, but once, once this game really picked up in pace, that's when it started getting away from Vegas in the second quarter. Um, yeah. I, I think they were able to to fight back out of the locker room in the third quarter. Um, but I, I think ultimately the, the higher scoring these games become, the more you risk the storm just outpacing you because they're going to get defensive rebounds. You're not going to get many chances. Um, you're, you're going to get hurt inside by, uh, honestly, I, you know, Howard isn't a huge scoring threat, but Howard versus Carolyn swords, the more that 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 matchup is exposed, the more it tilts in the Seattle, the the Seattle storms favor. Um, so that I, I would try to slow the game down, um, on purpose, like to the point where if I was, if I was Vegas, I would make sure Seattle knew that's what I was trying to do by the second quarter. It should be so obvious to my plan and then see how they respond. Is it strange to say that I'd like to see more fouls on Vegas's stat sheet? No, I, I think that's totally I, to me, we have one player with with three fouls. I think McCautry had three. No one else had more than two. If I see multiple players with three or even four fouls, what I'm seeing is a team that's willing to body up and seeing a physical team, and that's just necessary. I, and I know that sounds strange to a lot of people, but to me, I go, that's, I, there has to be some level of toughness on that end because right now, right now, Bree Stewart is looking at the paint and saying, that's mine. Yeah. And not questioning that that's her sovereign land. And you have good size and you have good length and you have versatile, solid rebounders, great inside scorers. Obviously, Asia goes without saying, but you have that at your ability, but you have to set that precedent. And obviously it yeah. needs to it be set feels, in game two or you're well up a crick. It feels very much like Vegas came into this knowing that it was a challenge, but also feeling like we beat these guys in the regular season. We've, you know, 
we have the formula, let's just execute. And it was almost too, too finesse. And they forgot that the Seattle Storm are a buzzsaw. When Bree Stewart is playing, especially when she's playing ticked off because she didn't win the MVP and she heard what we were all saying when they lost that last regular season game by two when she didn't play, you had to know, like, Vegas can't go into any game in this series and even hope to stand a chance if they don't see themselves as the aggressor, um, which I, I don't think they did tonight. I, I think they saw it as, like, you know, we've won a couple. You're really good let's have a, a fair fight and Seattle punched him in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. And it's a, it, it definitely is a tough dichotomy to, to figure out there, but that said, I mean, we're coming into, to a Sunday game, you know, Bill has always been pretty classic with, with making sound adjustments. So that's certainly on the table. I think you have a player in Asia Wilson who sees some level of, of room to improve and a lot to just generally prove. Uh, and obviously a team that doesn't want to go down 2-0 in this series and a Seattle storm that is Seattle storm team. That's carrying all the swagger, which by the way, this is a team that's dominating without their head coach, which is insane. When <laughs> every time I think about it, I mean, Klopp is amazing, but it's funny to think like every, you haven't had a coach all year. On this storm team is honestly unfair. I, I really believe that this aces team would beat every other team in the league in a five game series for a championship, except Seattle to the point that my, my older brother texted me after the game tonight. Um, and just, he, he wasn't texting me during the game. I didn't even know he was watching, but he texted and said, it's unfair. Seattle has Stewart and bird both playing like that in the finals, because that's, that's really what it comes down to is this. When, when we view this team historically, when we have a couple more years to like get some hindsight behind us, I think we're going to forget that it was a weird COVID year and we're just going to see yeah. one of the best teams ever assembled. I think to illustrate that, think about how much we've talked about this storm team and this matchup. We barely brought up Sue breaking an assist record. Yeah. Uh, 16, and how dominant that was. She here's, here's kind of a rare stat. Um, Sue bird scored two points tonight. <laughs> <laughs> A plus 16. That's weird. <laughs> She's, I've got her. I've got her plus 24. Oh, do I not have? Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. That's, 16 assists, but plus 24. Yeah, she had 16 assists. She had two points. She was a plus 24. She was the That's second. That's incredible. The second highest plus minus on the floor with a bucket. That only happens if you're a rookie on the Harlem Globetrotters. Right. You're just out there. Like, happy yeah. There. But at this point, I mean, it speaks I, to that. I'm sorry I mean, that that didn't have the punch it should have because I read the wrong number. But yeah, 16. You're good. For it's, a plus 24 mark. It's definitely insane. And you got to think Pino's impressed, which if you haven't read her player's streaming article, y'all, y'all really should. Because, uh, you know, it's, of course, great as advertised. That said, so we've dug into this, to, to this storm squad. There's a lot of efforts that the Vegas can make to help fill that gap. We forget this was a two point game heading into the fourth because they found a way to piece things together. And it's very possible to enliven that again. That said, as we dive into this, as we look at how things are going, what do you expect to see on Sunday? Yeah. Uh, Sunday, there's only two real possible outcomes and that's Vegas drags themselves up off the mat and punches back and connects uh, or Seattle just keeps wailing on them. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
And uh, I, I know the prize fighter analogy probably gets done to death, but that's really what this felt like. Uh, we were we were talking a little bit before the show, and Steve, you said this feels like when the plucky underdog gets a couple exciting shots in, and you, your blood kind of gets going. You're like, no, this is interesting, and then the dominant force shows you why they're the dominant force. Uh, what I expect to see on Sunday is Vegas try to slow the game down in an effort to to slow Bree Stewart down. Uh, I I don't think you can stop her from getting to her because her spots are everywhere. You can't stop her from scoring from the post, scoring outside. What you can do is limit her, uh, and and I think they will try to do that. I think it'll be a closer game early. This this first quarter was close, uh, and there was some dissonance in the second and third, and then the fourth started close. I think I expect to see a more consistently close game. Uh, maybe within like the six to eight point range the whole game on Sunday, but it's going to be Seattle out in front. And I don't know that Vegas has the stuff, uh, particularly the shooting to compete with a storm team that's clicking like this. I am pretty chalk with what you're saying. I, I see this being a two to three square game, essentially wire to wire. I think that makes a lot of sense to me. I think there are a lot of adjustments Vegas can make that can fulfill that. I There's really high potential that you see a scoring flurry that puts them ahead. But there's one thing I noted about Seattle tonight that was as impressive as anything else. It was Vegas made a hellacious run to make this a two-score game. And just before that, it was a tie game. I don't think Seattle was announced panicked during any of that. I think they, they had it in their minds. Survive to zero, survive to the end of this quarter, and we'll get it wrapped up in the fourth quarter. That's the level of confidence that I've seen out of them. I predicted a sweep when all of this was said and done. But as I had said, Kyle called this a five-game series. I hope he's right, and I hope I'm wrong. I don't <laughs> want to be correct in this case. I'd love to see Vegas pull this one out and make it a competitive series. It just feels like Seattle's the answer right now. The best chance for this series to be uh, interesting, if you know what I mean. Like, it's it's interesting no matter what because we love – you know, these teams are matching up against the for Vegas to make things interesting, they're going to need to win this game too. Um, and I think they know that. I think they know their back is already against the wall. Um, they know that they had a close game uh, against these guys. And again, they, I don't think it counts for nothing that they beat them twice in the regular season in the, in a year where Seattle only lost a handful of games. Um, but I, I totally agree. I, if, if I'm betting money, if, if you bet money on Bree Stewart, you make money. That's just, that's the equation. Uh, so I'm not going to bet against her. That's your ESPN first take quote. Yep. <laughs> like with the tweet, with the graphic and everything. Uh, if you, if you bet it, that's a, that's a good one. I like that. That's a, that's a breaking t-shirt is what that is. That's coming up before long. Well, well, there you have it. I, I think it makes sense to move uh, things towards Seattle, but you know, obviously it'll be an exciting matchup to see how it digs further into then um, that's really everything we have of course uh if you're looking to follow up more in the discussion follow us over on twitter at wnba nation pod uh, we'll have some additional content coming your way as the season comes to a close um so definitely stay on top of, of patreon if you're looking to add some extra kickback there we've talked a little bit about some of the content we'll be sourcing in the off season we have a lot of exciting stuff afoot so definitely Stay in tune even after the finals is over. But expect to hear us pretty frequently during the finals. We're looking to have these recaps after every single game. Logan, any other announcements or, or special pieces we could jump out before we call it? No. Uh, finals are underway. They're great. 
we're excited to to come at you again after game two. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we have some more to talk about in terms of the Vegas aces and what they can do in this series. Yep, absolutely. So, you know, thank you for listening. We're excited to see you again, wear a mask, register to vote and get ready for some more exciting finals basketball. And until all of that, I'm Steve Schwartzman. I'm Logan Jones. And we got you next time.